This is where the fun begins. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Can't lose! King Kong ain't got shit on me! Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Everybody stay calm! What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Say my name. And here we go. going on guys welcome back to another episode of realish i'm Derek. i'm matt yeah and, uh, we got a very interesting uh uh episode for you guys today we're going to try a little new format uh that bianca uh came up with that i'm really excited about because it kind of you know kind of ties into a little bit of uh well really ties into exactly what we're trying to do with realish anyway so um you guys will will, will get that a little later but uh you know, first little thing, a little couple of things out of the way, real quick. Uh, episode is being brought to you guys by uh, Champ Number One Boxers. Um, if you guys have not tried it out yet, or if you have not uh, heard about them, you know, um, uh, yet, Champ Number One Bo- Champ Number One Boxers is uh, sponsored for a show. They are a black-owned company uh, that is based here in Atlanta. Uh, the most comfortable boxers that you will wear. Uh, they have stuff for men and for women. Uh, so please, please, please go into the link in our bio. Check out the um, the 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 Champion One Boxers link through there. You'll be able to sell um, to um, Jesus. I forgot my words. You'll be able to support two different uh, Black-owned companies with one purchase. So please go ahead and do that. And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, that means you're on the OTS YouTube channel. So please go ahead, hit that like button, uh, subscribe if you have not, and uh, notification bell as well. Uh, and get the updates for uh, various things that we have that will be coming out to you guys very soon. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into it real quick. I'm going to figure out a different way to 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 do this intro, so mm-hmm. I do apologize. But let's go ahead and get into the, some of our uh, entertainment news. Yeah, so uh, I guess just to reveal what's on the docket, um, uh, Ezra Miller is going to be one of those topics. Uh, Taco Maverick hit a billion dollars in the box office uh and then a little a little story about christian bale uh that just came out uh earlier today so uh, to get into it uh, ezra miller has been facing this ridiculous controversy for what feels like ever um yeah. this all started back at some time in may uh where there's footage of him being arrested in hawaii after uh, allegedly assaulting someone uh, another incident in which he was uh, allegedly grooming uh, an underage girl. Uh, and then most recently is he is keeping uh, a wife and her two children on a farm with uh, his, basically his, uh, his farm ranch, which is riddled with bullets and other drugs. Uh, and so the father, or the, the husband even, uh, is obviously looking to hopefully, hopefully regain custody or just, you know, have the police like more more or less uh, investigate what, what's going on there so um the biggest question is uh on the top of the head is what happens with the flash movie uh and more importantly um how on earth hasn't the police like done anything at all with him right because he was on i think he was posted on bail for the first incident uh, they actually couldn't find him for the accusations because he was actually going to go on trial for the, the grooming uh, not charges, but the grooming accusations. He wasn't in town. Like, he bounced. And then, obviously, he's on, uh, allegedly on this farm, his farm. 
uh, doing whatever. So I'm not even making this up. This is what's been going on for the past uh, month and a half, maybe two. So I, yeah. Uh, you two take it away. Uh, <laughs> I think I missed the. I think I missed the farm. I. I was aspect. about to say, I don't know where that came into play. <laughs> Completely. Like, I is this all here in America or is this like uh this is in America. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't know. You said Hawaii, which I did know about that, but then I thought he was somewhere overseas too. Me too. I thought something happened yeah. like in Scotland or something. Oh, that you know what? I think that might have been um no, never mind. I know <laughs> Barry Keegan before we start start recording Derek uh, Ezra Ezra was in um Dunkirk yeah he's actor so (laughs) coincidentally Barry he I think he had um I think he was he was arrested and I think made bail like a hundred dollar bail or something um because he was oh so they're both acting up yeah he was like intoxicated out in public and then Okay. Uh, I, I, I wasn't like too extreme but Ezra I don't know what's going on with them as of late so it's a lot to digest I know it, it's kind of all over the place I might have missed out on a few details but <laughs> yeah um I you two take it from there and sort of uh what you think the best course of acting is from a business standpoint obviously like you know where do you see Ezra's career really going after this um yeah, like I said, it's is uh, the Flash a movie and a TV series? Well, okay, so the Flash, starring Ezra, is a okay. Flash. There is a CW series. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, yeah. totally different. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up. There's yeah. so much content being put out, and there is, yeah, but yeah. the lack of good content is crazy. But that's interesting <laughs> to me that it's one of those. I mean, this isn't the first time that's happened where it's a situation where the actor actress is acting up and now they sort of have to figure out how they're going to continue forward whilst you know continue thinking and keeping in mind all of the different people who may be supporting or want to support you know the Mm -hmm. film so I but like there's only so many things that you can do there's only so many times you can be in the headlines before they kind of just you know excuse it but we'll see I don't know yeah I think in terms of the film itself I mean, you're going to release it. You got no other choice. <laughs> I just, I think that um, there's two elements here, okay? So there's the art and then there's the humanistic right. perspective. So I'm going to talk about the art real fast. Um, in terms of the art, this really spoils Michael Keaton's return as Batman mm-hmm. because no one is talking about that now. It's it's all about, you know, is Ezra, you know, going to continue with, with this character dc's got to blow it up anyway i mean we, we we already knew this was coming they're, they're gonna have to blow up this iteration of the, the dceu so blow it up let's just start over um maybe maybe they're the multiverse i'm assuming or something was supposed to be introduced into into this film anyway so maybe worlds collide <laughs> or something and you you take particular people like like um Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Maybe you mix it in with the new Batman, Robert Patterson uh, type of thing. Maybe, maybe they do something like that. I don't know. Um, there's a way forward, but it's either you do something like that or you just blow everything up and start over, which DC is going to do that anyway. So 
whatever. Um, the humanistic aspect of it, though, like, <laughs> yo, Ezra got to, Ezra got to, he got to go. He's got to go. <laughs> this is weird, man. I mean, this is, this is almost starting to sound like R. Kelly in certain ways. Like, you're, you're holding people captive. Uh, you said he's grooming someone as well, right? Yeah, I, I think that I, I know he was accused of it. That yeah. was, um, I, I don't know, like, uh, on what grounds, uh, they accused him on because, mind you, this was around the time of, um, after like a bit after his incidents in Hawaii. So, okay, okay. It, that's why. It, I don't want to say like it, it's ill time because regardless of which he needs to excuse me they need to be investigated right away. Mm-hmm. There's no <clears throat> um think about it, but yeah, it yeah, it, it was this whole this whole thing. This is weird, no. This is weird. I mean, yeah, that, the Hollywood aspect is going to just carry on. That's not that's not going to you know that's not going to change. But yeah, he's got to go. I don't know. I, I don't know how how you come back from this. This is not yeah. this this is not in the same vein as Johnny Depp being accused of whatever Amber Heard was accusing him of. This is not that same thing. I I I already knew from the jump he was gonna be able to beat that. This is not <laughs> this doesn't sound like the same type of yeah, thing he's got a lot going just, on. Yeah, this is way too much. Just take care of it. If he's able to to beat those charges or whatever, then you come back and do whatever you know you need to do. But I don't know, man. That's just weird. Yeah, and the biggest concern is the um, the child of the mother, uh, like on the farm. Ezra had been in contact uh, with them since they were twelve, hence why the grooming accusations came into effect. Wait. Those are the grooming accusations. Wait, wait, wait. So the grooming accusation and the the abduction are for the same person. Yep. Ezra was like speaking. Oh. Uh, yeah, so uh, wow. Gibson is the child's name. So when Gibson was twelve, Ezra was talking with him. So hence why I think I want to say, like I said, this is a whole. It's kind of hard to keep up uh, with everything going on. Yeah. Um, but I want to say the father made the accusation. Um, the so problem is, this is woman the, he was dating or something. So he's the father to the kids because these are two kids. Uh, but he was, I think he was either charged or like he was being investigated for domestic assault. So the mother, how did he get, get to the, how did they get to the farm though? Like was he, he dating the mom? So this is all in Hawaii. Yeah. So, oh, this give, is in Hawaii yeah, too. So, so they give context and time. So, the so everything, yeah, good. everything, basically everything okay. happened in Hawaii okay. is that he, okay. oh, excuse me, they, Ezra, uh, could he go by date them? So out of respect oh i oh, um, okay. I didn't know that sorry i know i keep going like day in case you're wondering um but they left with uh the mother the two children from hawaii to the farm so that's why so everything's happening in the united states but it, it's yeah because he was arrested twice in hawaii and then you know ezra had been in communication with this child since they were 12 uh well they're 18 now but still it's weird nonetheless you know like, right. I, don't, I don't think you have a right to speak to a 12 year old in, in any capacity um you know it's just yeah yeah i 
I yeah, I'm kind of just lost for words, honestly. Um, you know, I I just can't believe it. Um, okay. I think this is actually starting to make more sense now. Because I yeah. was so confused. I I'm thinking this is like happening different locations, right. different people. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, no, that's how I started. That's how I started taking the information when they first I yeah reported it. Yeah, I did too. I literally because I was actually looking at it as I was talking mm-hmm. and then I, I kept seeing like revisions in it. I interpreted that as well, where it was just like separate um incidents, but no, I think it's um mostly under the same um hmm. umbrella, uh, so to speak. It's uh, you know, I I'm not sure, Bianca, what your, uh, what your thoughts are. I know, obviously, you gave them before, but... Right. Um, I definitely just am curious about, like, a timeline. I definitely would want to circle back and do a little bit of research and just see how yeah. it's all playing out, because there's definitely more information than I initially thought, and now there's information that's connecting. So I think I've been, kind of like Derek was saying, been getting a lot of it from, like, a, a a human aspect of it and like a business aspect, a franchise aspect. And so I think all of it's kind of coming together in a weird way. We're getting a lot of weird narratives. So I definitely yeah. do want to do some research and see sort of what what the whole story is. How old, yeah. is, how old is Ezra? Um I wanna say 29, if I'm not mistaken. Um oh, that's too sick. old. That's <laughs> right. <sick. laughs> yeah too old yeah he's exactly 29 so okay um the what the last thing i was going to say too is that like he i think like what bianca saying is so true because i feel like there are the headlines now i think nowadays like in mainstream media like headlines are like that are very easy like can easily attract people yeah so all they need to see and they and chances are they probably think they understand a full story which is very much untrue so i'm looking at it and people are like repeated headlines on social media and then i take it a certain way i'm gonna view it as like youtuber thinking like separate incidents like everything was like like literally a domino effect but in actuality Mm -hmm. like i said it's like under the same umbrella um but to give even worse details he has he was alleged this is alleged by the way Mm -hmm. allegedly giving gibson the 18 year old uh, lsd uh, he's growing, or excuse me, Ezra, they, they're giving, they're growing weed on the farm for the longest time. And like I said, uh, like I said, they have like guns and bullets, like all over the place. So it's not a very healthy environment to, to have a family of right. three, you know, um, I, I'm just mind boggled. Um, why Rona Rose took so long or is taking so long? to respond is beyond me i feel like this is instant grounds of a firing no matter how awkward that press is going to be there this is nothing new for them though like this is just how how hollywood operates like until there's like a fever pitch level of of outrage they usually don't don't act right i mean harvey weinstein did what he did for how long once it reached fever pitch now all of a sudden it's disconnect disconnect you know like 
that's weird, man. <laughs> I that's hope weird. the situation works out. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, I have so many questions, but I don't want to dwell on that, man. I know. Yes. Yeah. I have so many like questions. Said, as you can see, uh, obviously, for people watching, we're kind of like having to digest it. Even me, like I, I was reading, because I read it over last night, I was still perplexed. I don't think any notes I took could possibly give full context because a lot of this is alleged. So I don't want uh, to like criminalize Ezra in some respects. But I mean, it, if you're an innocent person, a chance you don't just take off and not go to trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you don't go on social media posting cryptic messages and then delete your account as the police are searching for you. <laughs> I don't think an innocent person does that. Right. Uh, a manipulative and very clearly borderline evil person does that. What's going on in their mind is, is beyond me, but um, you know, that's sort of a uh, uh something we don't have to draw on much longer if you guys don't want to i, I totally understand uh <laughs> i yeah i don't even know what else to say to that that's but that that is that is i i do hope that it does get resolved that's that's a lot yikes I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how do you transition to another topic into that yeah oh my God. yeah i think uh <laughs> um well i know how you transition all right uh tom cruise uh top gun <laughs> yeah i really don't know how you go from <laughs> that to that but uh, um on a more positive note uh taco maverick hit a billion dollars uh at the box office which i didn't even expect um i didn't watch the movie uh, i probably will never watch the movie um <laughs> uh, but i sort of wanted to get your thoughts on why you think audiences are going out to see this movie uh, compared to like Jurassic World Dominion, right? I mean, that's like a, obviously a, a huge franchise. That movie's performing, underperforming compared to uh, Top Gun. So um, uh, I'm not asking you like to compare and contrast, but I was just sort of wanted to put your thoughts on, you know, why this movie out of, you know, all the others out in the market right now. I mean, it seems to have everything people are looking for as far as like the nostalgia aspect and then, you know, the the new cast being really good. And there is no like anything adjacent to Top Gun other than sort of just the original movie. Like, I don't really, I, or maybe it's just so old. I don't remember like a show or a, another one sort of coming out or, you know, I feel like people really just like the original and kept going back to the original. And so I feel like it's not something like, oh, we're getting a sixth or seventh variation of this story. Um, mm -hmm. And I think like that's something that maybe too what's drawing people. But I'm I have to go see it though because I heard it's a really good. I could just keep hearing it's so good. Yeah, I want to see it too. I, 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 truth be told, I never saw the original. <laughs> Me either. I'm going to. I'm going to. But <laughs> that was never. I wasn't. I've never been in a rush to watch it. I don't um, think I need to. Ah, uh, yeah. I, me either. I, I will say though, I think probably why it's so. Um, popular right now is because you have our parents generation <laughs> of you know fans that were fans of the original go back and see it and it's the pandemic you know <laughs> isn't i can't say it's over but uh you have restrictions that are lighter now so getting closer to <laughs> july 
<laughs> the patriotic thing. Yeah. Back in these streets yeah. watching yeah. the I, I that's that's the only thing I can come up with because outside of that, I don't I really don't see the draw to Top Gun. I don't either. I don't uh, I, I don't, don't see it. it for Tom Cruise to be honest. So I'm not really sure either. But yeah, I mean, like I said, it's supposed to have something for everybody. The cast is awesome as far as just like something for everybody. A lot of your favorites from other shows are in it and things like that. So I don't even know what the story is. I get it. I don't either. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I guess like Tom Cruise is like the bad boy of the, are they in the Air Force, I'm assuming? Yeah, of the Air mm -hmm. Force world. Mm -hmm. And it's like, he doesn't want to play by the rules. But sometimes not but, playing by the rules is just the right thing to do. Isn't that the premise of almost every Tom Cruise film? Exactly. Mission so, Impossible. Exactly the entire series <laughs> so <laughs> some about them planes is doing it folks though yeah so. I, I don't know i mean tom tom is i i do like tom for uh the fact that he always does his stunts and stuff like that uh he is very he's crazy um yeah we knew that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he's crazy but i mean it looks good on film when, when you have someone just do their own stunts so right i like that so I'll I'll go see it just to see how crazy he is in the in in the Jets because he flew the Jets for real. So <laughs> I'm down. I'm yeah. with it. I'm just I'm, I'm just gonna wait till it hits Paramount Plus or whatever. I know. I don't think yeah, I need to see it in to, theater. Going to the theater for that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, yeah, I go for uh, movies I like that I'm spending my yeah. money on movies that yeah. I, I like that I Fair know enough. I'm gonna enjoy. Yeah. I'm not going. I don't think I need to go good. see no. Top Gun in theaters. It, and again, exactly. it's almost Fourth of July. Right, those <laughs> theaters are gonna be packed out for Top Gun. So I'm I'm good. <laughs> yeah, because I think uh, it's getting re-released in IMAX soon. And uh, the last thing I'll bring to the discussion here is hopefully studios take note uh, that. You know, when you produce quality entertainment, uh, audiences will show up. So you don't necessarily need. Um, I I want to say like you, you can lean on nostalgia, but at the same time, you know you you accompany that with like like Bianca was saying, a great a young cast, right? Uh, with with some uh, uh, recognizable faces, right? And you know you we have room for success, you know. Um. So it's, it's who a else? Sorry. Oh no, you go ahead. Who else is in the original Top Gun? I've been Tom Cruise. I'm not even trying to be funny. I think uh, Val Kilmer is the only other person I know. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, I can't. I can't think of like. That's I mean, probably the best thing that ever happened to the franchise. The fact that there's not <laughs> multiple old white men we have to bring back. Like we can sprinkle in a little bit of young hotness a little bit of yeah. diversity we can reach some new quotas yeah yeah, that, yeah. i think that's probably the best thing because with like jurassic park we're having to bring back all these old people mm -hmm. and not that you know we don't like a little nostalgia but i feel like maybe that might be it too the fact that the recognizable face is just tom cruise we brought tom cruise in that's it now we get to do kind of a, a the same story but with new people and i'm sure that that was good yeah, but a billion dollars is wild. Look, that's you wild. know what it, you know what it is TikTok. Apparently, it's just hot. Like the dudes are just hot. Our, the shirts are off. The sweat is on. The budget okay. for oil was high. It's just, <laughs> it's hot. So, it's so, planes. It's noises. 
you guys have a good time. We're having a good time. Everyone's yeah. hot. It's yeah. Great. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. All right. You know what? That's a yes, good idea. the moms on TikTok are telling <laughs> other moms, hey, throw some wine in this thermos. Yeah. Go on up to Top Gun. <laughs> what you're saying is that's more beach scenes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Miles get Teller is shirtless. Show up. Yeah. Lawrence yeah. of Insecure <laughs> is shirtless. I don't, the, the other dude, I recognize his face, but uh, I don't know from what. Glenn Powell. Is that his name? He looks like a Glenn. Uh, Glenn Powell, like the short, the he's like blonde. Um, he looks um, very preppy, like he, he was definitely a signum somewhere, you know, <laughs> like, like a like an alternate Wyatt Wyatt Russell. Okay, I can't think of like another. I, there's someone else who reminds me. I have you, like, to. I have yeah. I did not come but, prepared with my research, but yes, the no, cast is just young yeah. and hot, and you can't beat that. Yeah, I I, I, <laughs> yeah. I just knew JLS was in it and Miles Teller. Yeah. I Tom Cruise and Val. John Hamm is, is in there too. There are uh, no ugly faces in Top Cruise, is what I'm telling you. Uh, Top Gun, excuse me. They yeah. did not. That's why maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just the acting is equally as good as the faces are, which we don't always get. There are some people who hold their acting career on their face alone. Yeah. Um, or the fact that they can act really well with their mouth or they can do really cool things with their faces. And it's just like any everything else they are really black in. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe it just really does have great, great acting, great story, great faces, nostalgia. You put all that together, it's worth a billion dollars. I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I I just there's nothing else that that's the most sense because I can't I can't think of anything else as to why that would make a billion dollars. And where I don't does know that if there's sit? any women in it though? See, that's a problem. Um, that's that that that, that that's a true. problem. The think, planes um, are for you all. What's that's the what that's what they gave you. I all. Couldn't yeah. care less about that. <laughs> I can't remember. I think I know Jennifer Connelly's in the film. And then one of the uh, the fire firefighters is a woman, but yeah, no, I think it's predominantly yeah, it's predominantly uh, um, ma- male stars. I know it's kind of like weird grammar, but like male stars. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I, I, I can't think of. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the United Nations of hot dudes in this cast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> How do you want it? <laughs> yeah. Formula is here. It's making sense to me. Okay. I'm. I'm. Hey, <laughs> more proud to him. I'm pretty sure this is gonna be the 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 um format that Tom Cruise tries to run with in a few more films. So. Right. Uh, but Miles Teller's character's name is Bradley Bradshaw. Okay, y'all know what we're getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it, I think his nickname is like Rooster. Uh, yeah. Okay. Or something Rooster. like that. Yeah. Uh, Glenn uh, Powell plays Hangman. Yeah, we're getting fun loving. We're getting upbeat. Yeah. We're, yes. <laughs> it's just it's, it's oh, just hot. So. Uh, you know, I didn't really even think of consider that a factor, but uh, who knows? Uh, <laughs> It's wild, man. Oh man. Um, yeah, I'm never watching that movie. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> uh, the last thing we have on the uh, the agenda here is 
it's something brief. Uh, Christian Bale said he'd return to Batman uh, on one condition, uh, it being if Christopher Nolan uh, were to direct. Uh, he said this in a Screen Rant interview. Uh, you know, he was under the impression. Basically, Nolan approached him about the idea of just doing the three films. They obviously committed to it with how successful each one was. Um, you know, would you want that or bye bye? <laughs> I'm so good. Salute. Christian Bale as a Batman, and, and there are people that uh, uh, say he's the best one. He's the best Bruce Wayne to me, uh, just because he's so um, pompous and 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 <laughs> arrogant. Like he looks, he plays a part of the rich, spoiled rich uh, uh, white boy. It it he plays a part very well. Batman though. No. Rachel. No. Rachel. I, that, <laughs> that voice, bro. I swear to God, that's like the worst thing I've ever heard. It's, in, it's, in uh, a that's, what, that's what stopped me from giving Dark Knight like a, a perfect score is because his, his voice was so difficult to decipher mm-hmm. yeah. and to take seriously. Yeah. But he's like, you wanted me. <laughs> like well, see, just, he wasn't even the best yeah. part of his own films. And that's what I think, it, you know, for me, so that's a that's a big issue. Joker was significantly, hands down, the best part of the, of the whole trilogy, but Bane was the best part of the third one. You know what I'm saying? He he was he was the footnote in the first one, but that's 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 it. Like I can't you have the whole trilogy. He's not even the 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 main attraction for the for the for the series. So I, I no no the 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 fighting scenes horrible. Don't like it. <laughs> he, he 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 fights like he's wearing a, a a neck and back brace. Like I don't I don't I my, I need Batman to be fluid, man. That that just yeah. he's not fluid. He's stiff as hell in that. I I think it's only fair to uh to have Bianca time in. Um, you know, I, I, I I'm not even gonna bother asking you a question. I don't watch the Batman <laughs> movies. I'm not watching no superhero. So he is a superhero. <laughs> Batman. Batman is a superhero. I, I I just I I I will not allow that to to be be uh anything else. That's just that's just that's that's the story. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, he's um he's a hero. Yeah. <laughs> People like that. I just we we. Maybe now, maybe later, will be our, our time to debate. You we'll know, I, I think maybe we need to collect our collect our evidence. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Accordingly. Yeah, we need to we'll um, get into that. You know, so it uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, you know, I'll just we'll leave we'll leave it like that for now. Really yeah. Like that for now. Yeah. No, I, 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 I just, I just don't, I don't need to see him come back as Batman. I think, um, the, 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 the trilogy is good for what it was. Um, I don't feel any necessary uh, nostalgia attached to that trilogy. Um. So for him, for him to come back as Batman, what, what is the what would be the scenario that he comes back as Batman? Um, 
because I know in the third one it's just like you know it, it it's is he dead is he not dead type yeah, of question the, so I know the there's, a, there's yeah. a way to bring him back but what's the, the scenario the two possibilities the fourth revolved uh, around you don't like the whole Robin name no that Robin it. was grade A booty cheeks man yeah, I, yeah. I, I no so the idea I it, it would be Bruce returning as a mentor of sorts uh, for to Robin a as a new Batman. Robin. Or bring him back in maybe a, like a, a multiverse-esque movie. You know, I don't want to see it. For a quick cameo. I, I, for, uh, I don't want to see it. Neither do I. I, I, don't, I, 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 I I'm not interested. No. Um, because, no. Manolan, you know, you look. Batman was just too realistic. It's just the fight. It's just the fight choreography. My main issue was, was primarily the fight choreography in this mm-hmm. Batman Blade. The yeah. the latter I could forgive, um, because I understand wanting to, like, from a character perspective, wanting to mask his voice, so people don't easily pick up on. Oh, wait a minute, that sounds an awful like, an awful lot like Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, in comparison. You had the fight choreography where I, I remember there was a scene where like dubs were just falling. <laughs> yeah. Was that the first one you're talking about? In the third. third. In the third. Like there were scenes where like he was, I, 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 I definitely told you this. So like he was, he'd be like kicking a dug and then he would just like launch back. Yeah. For no reason. It, yeah. It, it's it became noticeable when like I went back to rewatch the, the trilogy. Um, I think last year I rewatched the trilogy. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, like it makes you everyone cringe. fights so stiff. And what bothers me is how people attack individually instead of as a collective. Distinctly, that yes. bothers me a lot in in action films. Yeah, um, and trilogy especially no especially if they have a gun. That that you have a gun. But I you're gonna just like... run at the person and not shoot. Yeah, that reminded me in uh in Thor where uh he like infiltrates this uh this uh shield shield base to, uh, to get back his hammer mm. and all of them are just running around armless. Yeah, like they're straight up like having a fist fight yeah with him yeah. instead of you know like like gonna take him down with like an assault weapon or you know, mm-hmm. something that could, at the very, there's something to incapacitate him. But yeah, yeah there's some of the most trained soldiers in the world and you're telling me your first instinct is to grab a weapon of someone who can very easily like find the secret. Anyways, I don't want to go into a whole ramble about that. No, but, no, you're good. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's um the, the fight choreography with his films. I mean, it, they're unrealistic. As much of a, a realistic uh, uh, um, world that Nolan created for the trilogy, the fight sequences were the most unrealistic. Outside of the fact that Batman can't move, outside of the fact that his voice is horrible, like outside of those type of things, the fighting was just it just wasn't believable. That's why I think that Ben Affleck's made sense because his fighting scenes made sense. Uh, 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 Robert Patterson's fight scenes made sense. Like it was just like everybody going at it and 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 and, and rushing him, and that feels more realistic. Even 
compared to comic books or the or the animated series, um, it kind of felt along those lines where you could believe it. Christopher Nolan's version just I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. So I don't want to see him come back. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I, I just there's, I I don't miss anything with Christian Bale's version. Uh the the Tumblr, his Batmobile, uh it was cool at the time. But like looking back on it, I I think it's so heavy, bro. Like it it, it there's nothing sleek about it. I'm good. And obvious you want to talk about real you want to talk about realism. How the hell do you drive that tumbler on top of a church and not fall through the ceiling? Why did he do that? There was a, a car chase where he was uh bringing back um I forgot his girlfriend's name in the in the film. Rachel. Rachel. He was driving with her in the Batmobile. I think she had already gotten hit with the scarecrow uh a uh, mat uh, of mist. And um, he was trying to um, I think he was trying to take her back so he could flush it out of her system or something like that. And the cops are chasing him all through Gotham City. He gets onto this uh, to his parking garage. He backs up and he flings it off the off the, oh. the thing and lands on top of a church roof and just goes sideways on the roof. The tiles are coming off and everything like that. But that heavy of a vehicle is not going to go through the roof. <laughs> so that's where Nolan loses me. I, that's that's he just loses me in that. There's nothing yeah. realistic about that. Yeah, so those those inconsistencies uh, pile up big time, big time, big time. So I don't <laughs> know, man. There's, I don't need to see that. I'm yeah, good on I, all of that. I still find the the final confrontation in the Dark Knight Rises to be so comical only because I, I gave, actually end up getting finished I gave it a three stars I think mm-hmm. I give Dark Knight Rises three stars or well I know we do do this so. anyway but I think I gave it that because the ending the fight was so like stiff yeah. I understand if you want it to be like claustrophobic, right? I think like the sewer scene was more effective because it it amplified and closed both characters. Yeah. The problem with their last fight, Bane's and, and Batman, is because you have all of these background characters fighting. Mm-hmm. Their hits are not landing. There's a lot of people who just like who you can tell like they're just pretending. It's like you sort of see, like see like cops taking gut punches. <laughs> yeah, come they on, don't, man. They don't know how to really, act, man. And I, I forgot the explanation they gave for why like none of them have guns. Come on, that that whole final act was so. It was all over the stupid. place. It was all over the place. Yeah, and you do all of that just to get stabbed. Yeah, I'm good, bro. Like yeah, this, I, I don't need to see this. End. I don't. I don't need to see his Batman. I don't. I sure as hell don't want to see an old, old, an old Robin. No, I'm good. I'm good. Because at this point, you should. We should be having. We should be seeing Tim Drake, right? I mean, I'm talking about Tim Drake, like in college. Yeah. I think you should direct <laughs> close to the college. Batman movie. I, who me? 
Yeah, I sure as hell would do it. I I I would do it. I would do it. Yeah, give give me the reins. I'll take over. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, sorry to anyone who uh, loves that iteration. Um, I'm not. I don't apologize. I'm. I don't apologize. Y'all, y'all can come on. I I will take bring all the smoke. That was horrible and i love that trilogy when i went like when it was out i loved yeah. it i still I, going in a way, back i, I just like it, but... i can't do it man like i could watch i now the dark knight i will rewatch that one oh, one, one all the time I, and that because, yeah that's heath ledger i'm watching yeah, it for yeah. heath ledger i'm not i'm not watching it for batman i'm not watching it for christian bale i'm watching it for the joker yeah heath they ledger. want to on that movie relax yes yes that, that's the one slander we won't we don't take Dark Knight Yeah, no I, I will but, never flame that movie. That, that yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will flame Christian Bale's performance as Batman. That's it. His performance as Bruce Wayne, Chef's Kiss. His Batman <laughs> was just trash, though. I, I can't. I can't do that. I you didn't need the, all you needed was like a voice modifier, or just not to do like a not to do that. <laughs> yeah. How about you this? Know? We are also in a day and age where you can utilize. Uh, uh, um. Oh my God. Like ADR, ADR. You can utilize um, auto tune. You can you can fix. Oh, the always voice. like the like the like basically voice de aging, quote unquote. Yes, do something like that. Do something like that. Just do it in post. We don't need to hear the. Uh, that sound like 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 Batman was a was a zombie or something like. I don't, yeah, like I, Robert I don't need was, to hear that. Yeah, Robert was perfect. It was like, I am the shadow. Like like that. Yeah, that's he all sounded. You need. He sounded. He sounded His lines, natural. There's there were only two lines that I didn't understand for him throughout the entire movie. Exactly. Exactly. That was it. Every other yeah. line I heard it perfectly because yeah. I've said it before and I'll say it again. There are two things Nolan can't do in most of his movies: sound mix mm-hmm. or just sound design in general. He mm-hmm. does not that he does not understand the concept of lowering the sound of music. When yes. Oh, he will never. He will always push that music up. Yeah, that music will it's, always. It's be a bad habit of his. It happened a lot in well, And at the top of that, you can't hear anything that's being said. Yeah, it happened a lot in Tenet. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. I think that's also why people got lost with that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you literally have like. Yeah, hear it. Yeah, like fifteen minutes <laughs> of Exodus. All you hear is. Yep. 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 No, I love you, but. You have to like it's your too your, much, your soundtrack. Is, your score is fire. Your yeah. score is fire. Just turn it down. I need to listen to what people are saying. If you want to yeah. understand your movie, or then again, maybe that's what he wants. It's like, hey, you know what? You can't understand what what they're saying now, but you pay you pay another fifteen dollars to watch my movie again. I'll give you that one line. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know if, if, like if, that, if if that's his if that's his um perspective on it. He needs to change it. He needs to work on that. That is horrible. It's, gonna, it's, gonna, it's probably going to happen to Oppenheimer. Uh, the, his new movie coming out. I That's going to be it. a literal... It can be like an interesting character study or mm-hmm. just like a straight exposition dump. Which is why I, I think... It's I said during World War II, so I don't, I don't know how excited you are. Wait, what happened? It said during World War II as well, so I don't know. Because I know you're not a huge oh, fan no, no, of yeah, like yeah, yeah, no, I'm good the war and anything... That. Not like a war film necessarily, but there's anything set in that, that time, time period. period. Changes are that you probably won't. 
probably won't go out to see it, which is understandable. I, I, I'm not, I I'm not, I'm not going to the theater to watch that. Yeah. No. No. Now you want to pay someone to pay me for it? Okay, I'll go. But I'm not going on my free on my free will to just go watch a, a World War II film. It's just that's that ain't it. I'm good. Yeah. So, I'm so good. <laughs> but oh, yeah, man. Man. we'll uh let's go ahead and uh take a quick break and we'll bring bianca back in and 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 uh get uh get the ball rolling with our our discussion our new format for for a show so um we'll be right back hey what's going on guys it's your boy Dwayne from pastor ox and life's a botch podcast i'm coming to you with a real dope advertisement if you got a moment can we do that peep this Yo, you tired of that uncomfortable feeling with your undergarments? You you know what I'm talking about. Like, literally having to adjust so it gets real comfortable in between the, you know, the real safe space. Or maybe just wedgies from just going underneath, you know what I mean? All that, all that. Let's keep it in 100. Y'all know how I'm feeling. Y'all know how that feeling goes. Well, I want to introduce to you the ultimate solution coming from the number one premium and fit athletic wear just for you. I'm talking about none other than Champ Number One Boxers. Champ Number One Boxers is a black-owned underwear brand, okay? They literally specify in giving you the most top-notch, high-quality, premium, adjustable, and fittable, and totally comfortable undergarment wear that is just for you. Not only is it something that you can wear, feel good in, feel confident in, and love, but it's also high-quality, feels good, and on most importantly, it is definitely fashionable, okay? Comes in a different, wide variety of so many different styles and themes to these undergarments. Something to make you look good, feel good, and swag real good in the process, all right? So, again, did I did I get to mention that this is also a black-owned brand? It's a black-owned brand, y'all, so if nothing else, definitely go support that 100%. So, what I want to do is I want to tell you, Head on over to OTS Media Co. on all social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you go over, click the link in the bios, it'll take you straight to the Champ Number One Boxers website. You can check out all their styles, you can check out their bundle deals, you can check out why this brand exists, what it's all about, and trust me when I say you do not want to miss out on the types of opportunities going on right now on the site. Champ Number One Boxers. Make sure you do it for the champ in your life if you ain't already doing it for yourself, champ. All right? Champ number one boxers. Make sure you go cop those. All right? All right. Welcome back. So today we're going to do something a little bit different, um, an idea that I thought would be in a way for us to just talk about film and media, especially because it seems as if the three of us cannot seem to find a new good movie to watch. So we thought that we would do kind of like a series on um, directors and just what they bring to the table, talk about film as a whole and sort of what each director you know, kind of their style, what they like to do, sort of films that we know them for. Um, so today we're going to start it off by doing, unfortunately, Christopher Nolan, who, as you can see behind both of these gentlemen, is inspiring their everyday lives. And that is a shame <laughs> that they are both letting it happen. I am here to be the voice of reason as the two of them talk about how amazing Batman and Superman is. I'm not going for it. So, 
first time on it. That was a great way to introduce it. <laughs> well, Matt, go ahead, because I know you, you've got some stuff to say about um, what film oh, was it again? My idea, but the director was all Matt's idea, so he better have a lot to say, because I brought up some directors who are making beautiful pieces of cinema, and this man is going to say Batman, mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan. So for for context, we were um, like up <laughs> with some ideas yesterday. Uh, well, this was something uh, Bianca had proposed uh, last week, but we were sort of figuring out like what director we wanted to focus on, and then I I, w- I thought about Nolan and, and jokingly text her. <laughs> I think it makes sense for you to take on Batman uh, because you. One, you don't necessarily you already don't like the character. Uh, you probably don't like Nolan much as a filmmaker anyway. So I thought, you know, it's a match made in heaven to get a chance. And, and all the times I had, I ran on things. I think it only makes make sense that you could have a chance to ran, ran on something that you dislike. So um, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, in all seriousness, I mean, as much as uh, you know, I, I criticized Nolan in a number of ways. He was definitely influential influential in my early years uh, for my passion uh, of movies um and so as opposed to you know giving this like overly sentimental mm-hmm. you know speech about him uh i decided to watch a uh, memento uh which is one of his earlier films yeah. uh i think it's like some came out in the early 2000s uh 2000 actually i think it's actually 2000 yeah. if i'm not mistaken so um, yeah, I think I think the movie was incredible, uh, only because this was before Nolan took the took took the pivot uh, to making much larger films. And a common problem of his is his need to boggle down his script with exposition, yeah. um, because I feel like most of his characters are not developed they are yeah. simply there to tell us as an audience what we need to know uh and that works for some uh for me no i, I don't want to be watching an essay you know <laughs> i have more time in my hands than that mind you the, the the concepts themselves are fascinating but you know when most of your screen time is predicated on explaining you know uh, how engaged are, are do you expect people to actually be uh, Memento is the exception to that because while you know it definitely has to explain it, explain things organically you know you don't have like a character until the very end like the reveals like the true nature of what's happening um, and with the film being told backwards you know we're sort of piecing together what 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 happens um, you know and it, it makes for a very like interesting experience when a character like Leonard, who suffers from the short term memory loss, you know, like we're we're as confused as him because much like he sort of has to, you know, you know, discover who this John G character is, you know, the person who who murdered his wife, we're ahead of him in in a weird way. Like we're or we're be it's weird. Like we're technically behind him because he's already experienced what the the true starting point is because as an audience we start with the end point 
he already we like he already experienced a start point so we're as you know what i mean so it's kind of it's a lot to digest but it, it's sort of one of those films that um definitely requires your attention and i think does a great job of making sure that there's continuity between what happens um and also ha- presents these very you know uh fascinating themes as well so yeah definitely one of it one of his stronger stronger works um and sort of a, as you two uh will go um maybe you know uh some of his other uh movies haven't lived up to that standard um you know everything's opinionated so yeah that's sort of a that's my that's my feel that's uh the cast list is short and very good like a lot of heavy yeah. hitters from the early 2000s and 90s are in in this in the film i feel like this is one of those movies i like watched randomly before dinner in a hotel one day like it's not a, it's a movie i feel like i know i've seen but haven't either seen start to finish or have seen like pieces of but the cast is really really good so i, I bet the story is solid too oh yeah. absolutely i mean the the final monologue is beautifully written um because i think his last line is the world's still there um and then he sort of he stops right in front of the tattoo shop where he'll get the, his final fact tattoo, fact uh, tattoo, um, and I think is is also a very depressing ending because ultimately Leonard is going to live a, a never ending cycle of suffering, where uh, you know he doesn't he has no recollection of the people he meets, uh, right. what he actually did, and so you know even though in, a, in a, he has like a sense of satisfaction the reality is you know once he forgets that chances are he'll think to himself oh wait a minute did, did i really kill john g mm-hmm. you know am i going to really spend the rest of my life like is my is my sole existence uh really about just finding my wife's killer when uh, the truth is you know he's been dead all this time and i've been being and i've been exploited you know for my mental my mental um illness you know um yes the movie the movie is incredible uh i i will say and like i said it's one of those films that like has things happen organically and doesn't resort to like shameless exposition right because i hate that i don't like (laughs) having every other line be explaining it's necessary right Mm -hmm. like there are certain things that you sort of you need to communicate but if you're you know the only way you present exposition is just by characters like sitting in a room and then going back and forth for 10 minutes right i'm going to find that very boring (laughs) and very annoying really fast um yeah so i'll 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 leave it i'll leave it at that um you know so it's a great film overall and um you know i i guess i'll I'll leave it to one of you two to uh you know dissect one of his other films or if you sort of want to piggyback on anything I, I, you know, I said uh, about Memento or just his, you know, his filmmaking in general. Yeah, no, uh, Christopher Nolan is, um, I think he, he showcased a lot with Memento. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I love that film. I, I actually, I didn't watch it until I was in uh, film school. Um, and I th- if I'm not mistaken, God, time is just like, <laughs> now um 
if I'm not mistaken, I think that was after the Dark Knight Rises that I decided to go ahead and watch that. Either that or Inception. I decided to go ahead and watch Memento. And of course it's not the same, you know, type of film. It's right. not, it's not, it's not, you know, all these explosions and stuff like that. But um it's a great story. And I actually loved it. I I, I think I might watch that again. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that. Jesus, it's probably been 10 years now. Yeah, easily 10 to 12 years. Yeah, it's an older movie. I mean, that's how yeah. I feel about um, I thought Interstellar was a good story. I thought it was something different. I yeah. thought it, yeah, it came together very well. Um, one of those movies that they still sort of play all the time on TV and stuff, so you can you can catch it. But mm-hmm. I liked Interstellar. I liked the 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 twist that was in it. I thought it was shot beautifully, very, you know, same thing we kind of get from same thing with Inter- in, um, Inception, you know, he's going to have us mm-hmm. shifting and changing and yeah. the camera is going to be, we're going to be moving with the camera and, yeah. you know, he's good about that. Is, um, with the twist itself, because I actually forgot what the twist yeah. was. I've seen that movie one time. I didn't yeah. really, oh, did you not see it? Nope, nope. Okay. <laughs> I will scrap that, I will scrap that question. <laughs> My bad. I'll scrap that. No, question. you're all good. You're all good. I was like, <laughs> it's good. My bad, brother. <laughs> no, that, I was like, I'm glad. I'm glad I, was I saw you. I'm take this off and start My bad. No, you're all good. You're all good. I, I, I've watched scenes, but I, like I said, I don't. Um, Some people don't like it. I know a lot of people who aren't fans of Interstellar. I, I've, I've heard yeah. that. I've heard yeah. that. It's. um. It's either a masterpiece or people just outright don't like it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I I just think I enjoyed it. No, I think um I can't remember how I followed it because I know with Inception, Inception was one of those films that when you're watching it, I'm not sure if you guys experienced this the first time, but there were a lot of complaints about it when uh, uh when it first came out, like what's going on like you can't mm-hmm. figure out what's actually happening in the film or where they are oddly enough like the first watch i knew exactly what was taking place like this is like the third dream in type of yeah. thing or whatever I, I had no problems following it but i can see where people are getting mixed up sometimes because matt you said this uh, earlier but like his films you can't miss mm-hmm. anything like there's yeah there's like if you there's miss no room line, to miss right yeah mm-hmm. if you miss a line or if you if you if you look at your phone for like five seconds right you are lost exactly <laughs> which is why i kind of like his uh his um i like his logo for his uh, company Syn- uh, syncopy because um it's a maze and <laughs> that's basically oh, what films yeah. are it, his films are amazing. If you're not paying attention, you're going to get lost real quick. And I'm all for it. I loved yeah. it. I was following it. I felt like a very smart person. And then Tenet came out. And I don't know what Tenet is about. I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it two, two and a half times. Yeah. I don't. I, I can't. I don't. I don't yeah. and I can't. That's all yeah. I have. Like, I just. <laughs> it's. I, it's too much and if christopher nolan can't make it make sense then yeah it's that just the story i'll put it like this 
I think the third act is some of the best cinema I've seen, but yeah. it's also the most illogical exactly. third act yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. I watched a video of someone keeping <laughs> up with the people who were inverse. Yes, I watched that one too. Within time, like the third act. Yeah. Where they were trying to like, they're basically keeping track. Of, it, it was that in the airport scene because mm-hmm. at a later point in the film, like they come back to the airport to help out uh, Elizabeth Becky's character. Mm-hmm. So they're basically they did like a 3D model of um, of the area and then basically showed like how, like when they were arriving and, and stuff like that. And then they did this, I think they did the same thing for the third act of like the whole action sequence. I need you just. I need someone. <laughs> to so it, it's a bit helpful, but it gets yeah. really complicated. Like someone, another video, like tried doing the movie scenes in order. <laughs> yeah, I think. See, that's one of my biggest things about about Nolan. I being it, while I was in film school, um, he was actually my absolute favorite director, absolute favorite. There was no one else that I liked more than him at that point. Um. And I think part of that is because he shoots practically. Like it's not a lot of the a lot of the the effects are practical effects, and you're not going to um, you're not going to feel cheated out. So like Inception with the the spinning hallway, yeah. for example, like that's not something that you know people would normally do. You know, sometimes they might rig it up to look like something. Most times they're gonna just shoot it on green screen, fill it in. Right. Um, and 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 that's what I've always loved about him. The thing that I've hated about him is that there's so much more emphasis on that than the story to actually make sense. Right. <laughs> and I've never understood that part of it. I've never understood that part of him. <laughs> yeah. Because it seems as if. And I gotta watch Interstellar again because I really don't remember that that movie. Mm-hmm. But I want to say, in terms of story development, it seemed as if his peak was Inception, and then yeah. from there it went down. Because Tenet, I watched that. I, I think that hit HBO Max 20, 20, last or, year. Yeah, I think it came out. Oh, I'm sorry. You were asking theaters in or uh, no, no, in full, like yeah. when it hit streaming stores. I, I refuse to watch it oh. in theaters. Uh, yeah, that I'm sure. Uh, maybe the phone. Yeah, may, yeah, yeah. Then or maybe like maybe the following year. I don't. I'm sorry. I'd already asked in the theater. Yeah, the, pan- the pandemic throws you mm-hmm. off. Yeah, so much. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I watched it when it hit HBO Max, and when I was when it when I when it first started, I'm like, okay, I, I don't know what's going on here. The movie ended i still i still felt the same way don't know what's going on here <laughs> exactly I, I i i don't i the the, the shots are beautiful the of choreography course, yeah. is amazing it's but it's the story I, yeah he to me he's one of those people that i think i think he's one of those guys you need to just do one thing right like you need him to to shoot, produce, yeah, maybe direct, but writing, yeah, no, I feel you on that. Like, and and if he's doing any of those other three things, I think that you you have a masterpiece. 
because he he worked with with Zack Snyder on Man of Steel. I don't care what anybody says. Man of Steel <laughs> was a that was a phenomenal movie. Um, but it, it's it's just one of those things that I don't get why when he, when he's writing why it has to feel so all over the place. I don't want this maze. With I think he likes that. Movie. I think yeah. he likes that you are, your brain is going all of these different directions and then he yeah. can still come together and make a story. It is, a, it's a skill. It really is. And I think it he is. did take it too far for Tenet, but you're right. Inception, it's done beautifully. Interstellar, yes. it's done beautifully. And then you just, you tipped it over just a little bit too much. Too, and I love a proud. good, I like a good, a good mind, mind boggling story. One where yeah, I have too. to think about like, did this really happen? Did it not? Or have to go back and think about certain things. I'm, I'm usually with it, yeah. but I do think it gets to a point where I'm like, oh, that was a bit too much that it yeah. just, now the story is too much. Yeah. He, I, I looked it up because I know he said that interview a while back uh that he writes non-linearly yeah and doesn't that make sense. Anything. that's how he writes that's how he writes that's his, that that's his writing process now he doesn't write like from point a to point b it's like yeah he has a start point and then he comes up that's that's why like that's, a lot yeah. that's why really like is that. a prime example of like a movie that right. has a phenomenal concept <laughs> but goes from like 15 different directions <laughs> mm-hmm. like and then he i feel like you know once he has like a, a draft he finds a way to piece everything together the yeah. problem with that is that if you're not making if you don't outline anything yeah right and this applies to anything right mm-hmm. everything starts to feel scattered and right. right right you know yeah. like it, as an audience we we don't know what you're trying to trying to say like mm-hmm. we know what you're trying to do we know how you filmed it. It looks mm-hmm. really freaking cool how you filmed it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that depth for characters right. and story, yeah, what you accomplish is, is almost it's almost meaningless. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, you still have people who invested loads of their time. But like you two were saying, it's just yeah, it, yeah. It, he it, his his complexity exceeds at ideas, mm-hmm. but nothing else. Like his peak is just ideas. Yeah. Yeah, and not then when it comes to basic script writing, is not as strong. It's not terrible, mm-hmm. but it, it it just feels like somebody who who can't concentrate on one thing, where yes. he feels the need to like stretch out in so many different ways when you can just take your time mm-hmm. and just piece together one by one, right? Yeah. Like have everything flow naturally. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. so that that. It explains it partly but you know like memento but the thing is memento has there's something similar in a weird way because tenet mm-hmm. and memento are actually similar movies in terms of mm-hmm. like structure the only mm-hmm. difference is memento was just backwards like you go mm-hmm. literally watch the movie from the end to the start and then start to end yeah everything makes sense yeah. tenet it's like you start mm-hmm. here everything it makes sense and then you literally go from like this way to this way back this way down this way this way this way this way here back like you know it's just it is what it is no well, I, it, if but. i if i had to guess i would assume memento had more than just him writing on it that makes sense early in your career you know you kind of 
have to work with the team and as you kind of get into your own i mean we've seen that before but i mean that's what tyler perry's done so it's common for people to kind of do it was based on uh jonathan nolan's uh short story which always helps okay now that makes more sense yeah and jonathan is his brother right i yeah so yeah and i was just gonna say a lot of books are written like that where you get all of where it's the idea of it's not linear you get all of the characters out and you maybe develop that character and then you just sort of figure out how everybody else a character or a story ties to that so maybe that is just how he sort of then both of them just sort of how they grew up kind of getting their ideas down and you kind of Mm -hmm. see how one works better you know for paper versus you know what you're supposed to visualize yeah i i I, tenant i have no there's there's no excuse for that i Mm -hmm. i just there's yeah that was just all over the place and and like i watched dunkirk last night um oh yeah that's no the movie in my mm-hmm. opinion i don't see how anyone can say that I, I don't i don't get it i don't get it i like i knew the hype going into the in, into watching it i got i i knew that there was some level of hype but i i i couldn't view that to me inception seems to be his best film because Dunkirk, I was, I already don't like that, that, that period piece type of, I don't, I'm not, I'm not into that when it comes to World <laughs> War One and Two. And I, that's, it's boring to me. Um, so that's, that was already against it. That's why I put it, put this movie off as long as I did. Cause I was just like, I'm just not into that <laughs> at all. But um, with this film, it was like, it went sh- and this is what he does he tends to do this with pretty much every film every film he does like the beginning it just goes straight into whatever yeah. there's no straight uh, like it's the, there's no build up uh, and i'm fine with that the problem with this is because he went straight into it we're following this character i have no clue who this guy is i have no clue it made sense for like batman right like you have a you have an understanding of these characters, so I can I can tell. Okay, Joker, I know exactly what this is. It's no, I don't need you to build up Joker. I need you to just give me your iteration of Joker. Um, with with this, it's like I don't I don't know this guy at all. It's just this random white guy running mm-hmm. with other white guys, and and they're <laughs> they're getting shot, and you see what I'm saying? Like that it was it was so thrown off from the beginning to me that I could never find my balance. <laughs> I right. I have a counter to that. Okay. And I think the lack of characterization mm-hmm. is just a result of of the story. And I'll put it like this. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people have said it best. There's like a, a comment I read um like a few years ago around the time the movie came out. And and they said or actually, I think it was Chris Duckman, actually. He's a YouTuber, and he, he reviewed. He basically said, you shouldn't expect people, especially soldiers who are in, who are in the middle of a crisis, to, ton, to suddenly spill out their personal life details when their main focus is one thing, to escape, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I yeah. think, like, it, the, the, the intensity comes from the Germans themselves because you never see them once. The right. entire you never see a single soldier, right. the entire movie until the end, until the very end, right? Um, and so he like Nolan and my what I think he accomplished is like he he sustained that tension mm-hmm. so wonderfully, 
Um, and he also told the film non nonlinearly. Yes. Uh, so, which is you know, also another problem. And I. <laughs> I understand the complication there, but yeah, so that that's sort of my explanation. I, I think that the characterization did not matter much for me, only because, um, again, it, with how long the movie was, and given the circumstances, I was not expecting a, a single person like to fully stand out, to stand out. I think all of them were just meant to embody this theme of unity and mm -hmm. how people come together at, at a you know, at, at a uh, at a critical time in war, you know. Yeah, that's sort of my thing. Yeah, I I I I'm I I get that part, I, but for me to be submerged into a story, I need a character that I'm connected to. That's fair. He didn't, al he didn't allow there to be any type of connection with these characters. As soon as you felt like you might be connecting with someone, it was next scene. Like, whoa, bro! Like, what the hell? Like, it felt like speed dating. <laughs> and so, I, I just that was my complaint with the movie, you know. And I that's why I'm hoping that um, his movies moving forward don't do that. I want him to go back to what he did with Inception. I want I want that development. I'm okay with with the you know with you messing with my mind and everything i'm i'm perfectly fine with that yeah um i just i need their i need it to make sense because if i at the end of the movie i'm sitting there just like it just it doesn't you know you don't it doesn't feel satisfactory you know what i'm saying it, it, i didn't it feels... like inception the way everybody else did but i i knew that i okay. wouldn't like inception i actually did not watch it for the first time until like maybe like two years ago um oh, okay. yeah so yeah it was one of those movies where people just hyped it up um i i watched that uh i thought i thought shutter island was a much better movie than inception to be honest uh i watched both of those on the I same like shutter night island. So I was just like, as far as like getting my mind sort of boggled, I thought Shutter Island was much better. Um, I thought Inception was, again, it's one of those movies where, again, if you really, really liked having your brain poked at, it's perfect because it is a movie that requires more than one watch. It just yes. does. You it have is. to watch it more than one time. Yes. You can't watch it one time and expect to get everything you want out of it. But I felt like Shutter Island, I watched it the first time and I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. I get it, mm -hmm. but I didn't feel like I was missing parts of the story. With Inception, I knew that I was missing parts of the story, and that's what made it difficult for me. I'm like, I just, I have to watch this again. Yeah. I'll be honest, Inception wasn't really a, a confusing movie. Like, I think I caught on I, pretty quickly. I don't think it was confusing, but I knew that there were, like I said, parts that I was yeah. missing because they were intentionally hidden. They were, it was meant to be like a, a Easter egg. It was meant to be this grand foreshadowing. And I'm like, I knew like the second or third watch, I was like, I understood it, but yeah. now I'm like, now I get where it ties in. I mm. wish I had a good example. I just watched it not too long ago too. I wish no, I had like a perfect good. example yeah, where I no, was just like, good. okay. I obviously yeah. I understood that. I understood that as it was developing, but now I get how it tied into the, you know, the grand scheme. Well, see, I think I think Inception to kind of like compare it to music, it's like when you're listening to let's say Jay-Z, for example. Yeah. 
any lyricist you listen exactly. to, exactly, it's gonna be multi layered. Exactly, so you have to listen to it multiple times to be able to get the because full the beat complete. means something, the producing means something, the words mean something, yes. the story yeah. means something. Then it becomes another layer of how do all of those things connect to the artists themselves then it's okay mm -hmm. like that's where it was for me that's a really yes. great example yes. because with 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 shutter island i was like the story makes sense and i am meant to interpret it mm -hmm. with inception mm -hmm. he has put these easter eggs that i am supposed to find in right. order to get a deeper understanding of the movie right. and i'm just like i feel like you can watch it a million times and keep finding these easter eggs are deeper understandings i guess yeah. with yeah. with you know other movies it's just like was it true was it not like yeah. what am i supposed to yeah 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 no that and, and i get that i do get that it's, it's one of those things that for me i think when i watched inception i watched it in theaters right that was okay. i think i think that experience was was amazing like his films to me you have to at least watch, watch yeah. them one time on a big screen. At least, at least, and that one just kind of like everything hit at once. Like you're talking about the the, the music score, talking about the, the yeah. cinematography, you're talking about the story development, the character right. development. Like it, it everything came together, and I think that's why I was so submerged into the story that. I'm like, okay, I get this, get that, get that, get this. Right. But I'm pretty sure that the next watch that I got, I, exactly. I caught something else that exactly. I didn't watch the first time. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is one of those things. It's a complex story right. uh, and a complex way to say it, to tell it. Um, I just wish, I hope, I pray <laughs> that he goes back to that. Right. I, I want to see that again. Yeah. I don't, I, Dunkirk just... If I I don't even know I, I'm pretty sure that was like his the last movie he he came out with but if 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 it's not I need to see whatever it was because before Tenet I think uh, Tenet was the last movie he's made Tenet was the last one he made yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. so Dunkirk okay for the second second to last but then Dunkirk, never mind Tenet. then never mind I, I if 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 Tenet is the last is the last yeah. one he actually made I I I'm 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 afraid because I don't mm -hmm. I don't want I don't want to see that. That I don't, I don't want to see that. It, it just, it's, it's too much going on for nothing. It almost feels like, <laughs> you know how people will, will hype up how they are uh, in, in bed. <laughs> and then experiencing, it's just like, hmm. That's what Tenet felt like. It felt like it was overhyped. It's like, yeah. you, you did all of this, you know, like. This is the fuse of bomb. Yeah, like. <laughs> come on bro that yeah. that just yeah, that 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 was just just let your work speak final act was really cool though you have to admit like to see all the walls oh <laughs> visually <laughs> yeah but no one's saying visually it's yeah, not there it, it was visually so, it was anything cool that movie, yeah Anything really he does I'm is, twisting, is I'm turning, I'm going through walls. Nobody is saying yes. that that's not yeah. like phenomenal. That was honestly, if you like that, that's the that that scene in Interstellar is the mm -hmm. best, where everything oh, is yeah. coming and you're twisting in that because he's gonna give us one of those in any yeah. sort of movie where he's messing with your mind. That yeah. one in Interstellar is worth watching because you also get to see the story come together at the same time, and it's very very good. It's, it's done it's very beautiful. well. It is. 
is done very well but that's the thing that i don't understand with him because like with jonathan nolan like do you guys watch westworld no i've heard uh, such no. good things about it though i heard the first uh it's the yeah <laughs> after season one the well i'll say this the third season i was just kind of like eh. but i the fourth yeah. season just came out uh uh this weekend and yeah. um i watched you remember that i was telling you that guy man of recaps that kind of helps you get through on youtube kind of gets help you mm-hmm. get through the season yeah, or whatever. Yeah. i watched one of his episodes on on um season three like oh see i missed so much because i didn't I didn't realize there was there was more credit, you know, after credit scenes on on the show. So I know I missed some things with season three, but one and two, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I Perfect. heard. Absolutely. Oh my god. So season three, I'm I just now last night I just realized what season three was about, and I'm hoping season four kind of expounds on that and and wraps it up into this nice bow to right. to end the series. I think if they're, I think they're ending, you know, season four. Um, but that's, that's why I'm kind of wondering, like, if, if Jonathan, I, and I have to go back and look, but I have to see if Jonathan is the one that was working on Inception. I think he did. Um, and, and some of those other films that kind of, you know, did that, like Memento, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he worked on Memento as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Based on the short story. On his short story. Yeah. So I'm somewhat wondering if now it makes sense this is like the wachowskis all over again because the last matrix film was done without uh i forget which one which wachowski was on the film amazing movie but it it, the movie was horrible (laughs) the movie was horrible best 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 matrix movie of all time you guys Sorry. I, I, no, I, I, I will never take it serious of that. I, yeah. <laughs> but I, I wonder if that's what, what Christopher Nolan faces. Like when, when he's not with Jonathan, if his writing is just subpar at that point. And I, I, I want to go back and see his, his, the greats that he's, that he's made, if those stories have Jonathan attached to it. Because, because there's like a yeah. correlation with I think that's Jonathan's involvement versus his non involvement. That's actually interesting. I'll definitely yeah. um. That's that's something something to look into. I never considered that to be a uh, too too big of a factor. Yeah. Um. I'm hmm. starting to think that's what it is because visually, yeah, his movies have not slipped. Visually, his movies right. are amazing. The 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 choreography, the stunts, all that stuff. The the score, the like everything mm-hmm. is beautiful. It's the writing. It's the story. Yeah. That's not. It's like so. What the hell is going on? Exactly. <laughs> what is going on? And that kind of makes sense as to what happened with the Dark Knight trilogy. Now that I think of it, yeah, uh, that makes question, sense now. A question I do want to ask: uh, What would you rate Dunkirk of uh, our five ticket subs? One. And th- I'm not uh, watching it again. And I should, <laughs> and I should say that uh, your your official rating will determine uh, my involvement on the show. So, oh. Oh, yeah, no, I'm oh. joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, uh, I, I'm I'm not watching that movie again. I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm so I, that would yeah. not be a movie that I, that I put on <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon when there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. That is not it. That's yeah. not it. I, I no. I, I watched what it. Re- what did you read it? One. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? I'm dead serious, bro. All right. Um, 
I'm Everyone, dead. thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. Um, you can find me. <laughs> that movie was not good yeah. at all. The, to me, the best part of the movie yeah. was the end credits. So to wrap up the, the overall, the music was, the music was amazing. I do have a question though. To wrap up the overall, how would you all rate Christopher Nolan as a director? One through five. Ooh. Um. <laughs> yeah, like tenant out of five. I think that's like tenant out of five. You don't like it? No, like my rating is tenant out of five. That, that, that's that's the rating. <laughs> I can't. So, so is your interpretation that you don't uh-huh. you, you, you you're not on him as a director? Oh no, I love as a director, absolutely. Oh and, okay, and, okay. Script okay. writing. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. In fairness, though, we're talking about directing. So we're yeah, talking about just directing. directing. Yes. He's hundred percent in yeah. in the likes of like a Martin Scorsese. Um, yes, yes, I'm not yes, even yes. putting. I don't understand why people put Quentin Tarantino up there in directing. His directing is not that mm-hmm. good. It's not. Am I? Am I? Am I, cra- am I crazier? No, no, no. Like, no you're not. I, I, I've no. never found his directing like <laughs> outright amazing. The only no. exception is maybe Inglorious Bastards, but I feel yeah. like that was just script writing. I gotta maybe, watch that again. I gotta watch you know that again. It's such a long movie. That, a lot of that was just script movie. writing. Yeah. So I don't know how much you can attribute that to his. So I don't know what his directing style mm-hmm. is. I really don't. I, I know his script writing style, but anyway, that's a no. I agree with you on that. Day, but I agree with you on um, that. I think in terms of directing, yeah, he's like a, a, usually a five. I mean, you have to get like out of respect, you give him a five. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, if you're doing script writing, if you're including mm-hmm. script writing with his directing, it probably goes down like three and a half. Because I think the concepts mm-hmm. alone are, are so fascinating, and I, I respect how he's constantly trying to reinvent what cinema is uh, and what audience can see. But at the same time, it sacrifices, like, you know, something good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, sometimes there's nothing wrong with just... Ha- you can ha- I think what Nolan doesn't understand, you can be complex and simplistic at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Complex yes. doesn't mean not like not being devoid of understanding mm-hmm. complex is sometimes having something so unique mm-hmm. that it requires you to but I'm, I'm trying to explain like it requires you to think about it mm-hmm. but not in a way where like you're left totally confused like it makes right. you like have a different perspective on what they're telling you right no that's, I agree what, that. that's what complex means yeah or can mean yeah. you know so yeah. If he just yeah. Yeah, if if he improves in that respect, um, you know, it's just like I said that you know he, he's like I said he he was influential to my movie loving. So yeah. I'll always I'll always you know he always has a special place in my heart. But you know, you, you give it something like Tenant again. Now, I don't know if I like I'm not gonna cut you down with slack. I'm sorry. Nah, nah. I, I, I as a director, ten. I mean, um, I'm sorry, five, mm-hmm. five, five out of yeah. five. Um. I'm I'm giving it to him, but yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got pure for his brother again. Get that, get those mm-hmm. stories. I, I just mm-mm. that ain't it, bro. <laughs> that ain't it. That ain't it. I love I love Christopher Nolan though because he, again he helped me get through my my uh through film school 
uh, understanding different things and complexities of, of, of filmography, but nah. Who's next? Our next, we got to think about our next director. I will be choosing our next director. Please, please. I have allowed these two. <laughs> so I will have a think please. about it. And please, come please. I'm looking forward to director. it. I'm looking forward to it because I, 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 there's, there's a lot that can be chosen. Exactly. And I'm looking forward because I'm pretty sure whoever yeah. you choose, I likely have not seen at least one of their films. Exactly. Yeah. So and um, I think I, I'll take. It. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. take the time. I want to just <laughs> issue my apologies uh, to Bianca. Uh, I'm sorry I had to put you through um, uh, a director. You're, you're not that big on. Uh, thank you for. Uh, for being a good sport of course <laughs> so um yeah you you take the you take the rain down we're doing i think that's only fair uh, sounds good well I'll, this uh, was a good one though this was yeah, it was no, this mouth is saying shut no more nolan <laughs> no more nolan talk uh, hashtag no more nolan yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's definitely <laughs> All right. So, uh, all right. Well, uh, I guess uh, let's go ahead and give every, uh, you know, our social medias and all that stuff, and then we can wrap this thing up. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Durant No Kevin and Instagram at Southern and underscore Spicy. Yeah, you can find me over on Instagram on that underscore T29. Oh, yeah. And uh, you follow me at Derek underscore OTS, D E R R I C K. Um, but also, uh, more more than that, just please just follow the brand at OTS Media Co. All social media platforms. Um, still trying. We're really trying to work on going out the <laughs> Instagram page out. You know, so you know if anybody can, you know just follow that. You know, please do that. Uh, submit not submit subscribe to the YouTube <laughs> channel uh, as well. Um, and you can follow us on all social media platforms at OTS Media Co. Though, um, and uh, that's it. So. Uh, thank you guys for watching and or listening and we will catch you guys next time. Have a good one. Thanks. Peace. Bye.